Don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Laura. Hoagie Carmichael in 1930, he's got Georgia on his mind, and that is the first recording of that legendary standard that Hoagie wrote that very year. And Bix Spiderbeck, at the end of his career, is the trumpet player on that side, recorded in New York. And today on American Grooves, we're going to be celebrating the great state of Georgia. Everything Georgia. Songs about Georgia, performers from Georgia. We're just going to go on down there. We're going to have stuff about Savannah. We're going to have stuff about Atlanta. Country, blues, gospel, 
Georgia crept into many, many different songs, and there certainly were many artists that were recorded primarily in Atlanta on the early field trips that the major record companies took. Victor recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and uh, Columbia famously. So here is one of those sides recorded in Atlanta by a sacred harp group called the Middle Georgia Singing Convention, Walking with My King.
Miguel. Come here right now. I've been part of these bad men, you don't know how. Doing the joy of cry. Oh, doing the joy of cry. Armstrong with his very hot five. I believe the vocalist joining Lewis is May Alex, a Chicago singer who did a handful of sides with some of the jazz bands working in the joints back at the time. And uh, Georgia Grime was a tune that went back Oh, about 12, 13 years prior to Lewis getting a hold of it. And here's another version of that tune. I love this version. It was recorded on a hurdy-gurdy by Victor Records in 1914 by a mystery artist. They bill him as Senor Grinderino. So here is Senor Grinderino on the hurdy-gurdy playing that Georgia grind.
Oh, nobody know that Lantern like I do Oh, nobody know that Lantern like I do But the reason I know it I travel it through and through If you got a good woman That's the lesson I give to you Oh, if you got a woman Lesson I give to you Don't you take it to Atlanta The men will take away from you Oh, they're taking my woman Hide me to the bone God be taking my woman, I mean to the born. That's the reason why you hear me crying mourn. Taking one woman, believe me, I am true. Lord, I taking one woman, believe me, I am true. Just for what you do, coming home to you. Ah, oh, don't you hear that feeble whistle blow? Ah, oh, don't you hear that feeble whistle blow? And it blowed just like it never blowed before. That's all right, baby, but how you run around? Ah, oh, that's all right, baby, how you run around? But your heart attacks sorrow when Bob gets back to town. Take my woman, I won't get mad with you. Off you take my woman, I won't get mad with you. Like you take her from me, somebody should take her from you. Barbecue Bob recorded in Atlanta where he lived and worked at where else? A barbecue joint. As he was discovered, by Columbia Records around 1927. He was a singing, guitar-playing, barbecue chef, and they recorded him, and he made a bunch of great blues recordings in the late 20s. I think maybe he went on until about 1931. That was his Atlanta blues, a town, as I said, he knew very well. 
more about Senor Grinderino. It just, <laughs> which was right before that, that was the Hurdy Gurdy, a street piano. They recorded anything back then. Why not? I mean, when you listen to that street piano, it reminds you of the early days in New York and the inner city where street pianos were used on the soundtracks of a lot of early talking films and was a way of life. I mean, they street piano players Organ grinders made money on the street, grinding away, playing tunes. Sometimes they had a monkey. Sometimes kind of gives you this mean stereotype of Italian immigrants. But that's another whole story. It was real. The street piano was a real instrument that's all but vanished. When was the last time you heard a street piano live and in person? Luke Heinight and his Ozark Steppers made five Recordings, five sides in one session, I think 1930. And um, obviously from the Ozarks, he is one of the mystery fiddlemen of early country music. And here he is with his band playing a great fiddle piece called There's No Hell in Georgia.
Whether there was no hell in Georgia seems rather subjective title of a tune. I guess some people might disagree back in those days about whether or not there was in fact hell in Georgia, but we're not going to talk about that. But we are going to talk about more fiddle playing. And one of my favorite Georgia duets, Andrew and Jim Baxter, they were a father and son team. Andrew, having been born during the time of the Civil War, uh, I think around 1867 or 8, and uh, he, you know, his fiddle style goes back two centuries. And his son, uh, Jim or James Baxter, who was uh, born at the end of the 20, uh, the 19th century, 1898, they played together. He was um, African-American Cherokee singer and guitar player. They famously recorded, I believe they recorded, I'm going to say they recorded at Bristol, but I may be wrong about that. Um, here is a piece that they uh, did, one of their first recordings called The Georgia Stomp. And we're going to, that's 1928, we're going to follow it with a very curious recording by a group called the Georgia Yellowhammers and their version of G-Rag, which again is another kind of standard fiddle piece from those days. This side as well recorded in 1928. And the great thing about it, or the curious thing, because at the time there were not too many interracial country bands. I mean, in jazz it existed, but very rare in country music. And the fiddle player on the Georgia Yellowhammer's version of G-Rag happens to be Andrew Baxter. So here's both sides. Georgia Stomp, followed by the Georgia Yellowhammers with Andrew Baxter on fiddle, doing their version of the G-Rag.
partner's right hand. Now right and left all the way through. station just now getting right all right boys let's go from here
1920s when she was at the top of her game as a performer in the old TOBA vaudeville circuit tough on black asses <laughs> that's what the black performers dubbed it actually stood for theater owners booking agency <laughs> well anyway that's another whole story another whole show but Georgia blues by Ethel Waters uh, accompanied by uh, Pearl White 
I'm sorry, Pearl Wright, who was her companyist in the 20s for a long time, recorded with her. And uh, what can I say? Ethel Waters is just one of my all-time favorites. So, folks, if you're just tuning in, this is Joe Laro. And I'm here every Sunday at 4 o'clock, and then we repeat the show at 10. And this is the American Grooves Radio Hour, where we play nothing but old shellac 78 RPM records, the records from my collection and from the collection of friends who loaned them to me or send me MP3s. Usually they loan them to me because we try to go direct to the radio show from the shellac. Thus the snap crap crackle and pop orchestra that you hear behind all these records it's called surface noise folks anyway you are listening to wliw fm southampton over the air at 88.3 serving eastern long island and southern connecticut 96.9 in western suffolk and streaming at wliw.org backslash radio and on all of your streaming devices platforms, smart speakers, you name it. This is listener-supported WLIW-FM, and we are Long Island's only NPR station. And we really appreciate that you tune in, and we appreciate that you donate to us when we have our pledge drives, because we are listener-supported 100%. Where else can a show like this exist in this day and age? Nothing but recordings that are 90 years old. I tell you what. I think it's time for old blind Willie McTell. And here's his Atlanta strut. I was going down to Merritt Avenue the other night. Met up with a gang of stags. Samuel, come on, go with me down to Atlanta strut tonight. Well, I don't care to go. Showed me a quart of corn. Went on down the street. Met up with a little girl. She looked like a lump of Lord have mercy. Me and her walked on down the street like this. I had to go upstairs, you know. Went upstairs like this. Maldine to a slow down gravy. Get away with that Maldine. Another fellow played that bass violin. He could really tease it. Get away, he played it. Another fellow up there teased the carnet. He could really tease that kind of, but he didn't tease it enough. Another fellow played a slide. I liked that slide. I like lost my head. Get away and play that slide. Thomas says, come on, Samuel. Let me show you how to make this train go out of Atlanta to Augusta on the piano. He started all like this. 
I asked that lady about some chicken, say she had none. Cackleberries, had none. By that time, I heard someone stealing chicken she had out there in the hen house. Heard the hen cackle like this. Heard a roost crow one time. Let me sing a song for a go. Well, I didn't know anything, but I would sing this. Started off on this, I had to go. Went up on the Kennesaw Mountain, gave my horn a blow. Prettiest girl on that ladder, come stepping up to my door. Hugged me and she kissed me, called me sugar lump. Throw them sweet arms around me like the grapevine around a stump. Shaking, then I had to go. Bertha Chippy Hill, Georgia man, recorded for OK Records in 1926, and that trumpet obligato behind her, and all over the record, none other than the young Louis Armstrong, still in Chicago at the time, 
and just playing his heart out behind her. Lewis's accompaniments to blues singers are legendary. He he recorded behind Bessie Smith. He recorded behind Clara Smith, Chippy Hill, Sippy Wallace, you name it, uh, until he burst onto the scene in 1926 with his Hot Five and then the Hot Seven recordings. Louis Armstrong. And speaking of Louis, here he is playing an appropriate Georgia tune for this evening's show. This is in the accompaniment of Lil's Hot Shots, and it's called Georgia Bobo. It was recorded on the Vocalion label. He was kind of moonlighting. It's really his Hot Five. It's the same group under a different name, Lil being the name of his wife, Lil Hardin Armstrong, who was the pianist here. Georgia Bobo.
Oh, yeah. That was Gid Tanner and his Skillet Liquors in 1931 doing a fiddle hoedown breakdown called the Georgia Wagoner. I think they meant the Georgia Wagoneer, but it's on the record as the Georgia Wagoner. A lot of times, believe it or not, when uh, the usually New York record executives went into the you know, the country areas, and in this case, recording in Atlanta, a band from more of a rural area, and they would ask, well, what is the name of that tune? They would misunderstand the the pronunciations that the band leader would say. And I think this may be one of those cases. The Georgia Wagoneer, Georgia Wagoner is how it got written on the label, whatever. I'm just full of all this useless information. But here's something not useless at all. The three Boswell sisters, those girls from the sweet, sunny South, here singing about that sentimental gentleman from Georgia. Georgia. 
Well, folks, I guess it's time for me to hitch my Georgia wagon and beat it on down the road. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the American Grooves Radio Hour. We'll be back next week. Not sure what we're going to do, but we'll be here at Sunday at 4, then again repeating at 10 o'clock, and we hope you tune in. Until then, have a great week and enjoy this lovely springtime weather. Okay, America! American Grooves Radio Hour is brought to you weekly on WLIW-FM Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats.